Hello, everybody. Now we are recording quest number 18. One eight, my favorite number. Quest number 18. So as quest number 18, and 18 is a very, very spiritual number. So if you listen to quest 17 regarding the answers and the question, Shelly was here and she's still here. And after our recording of Quest 17, we decided, oh, look, it's a full moon. And we're going to go and pay homage to the moon, pay tribute, and just glorify how the moon is um, so bright and so beautiful. So we decided that we're just going to walk in the middle of the night out to go to the forest to see the full moon. And we had a very spiritual experience during the full moon. So thus, this is quest 18. Is Oh, look at I want to wait. Spiritual. Woo! Yeah. Serendipity. Lots of numbers playing right now. So what can I say? I'm going to go with the flow because during full moon, anything can happen. So this is one of those impromptu of uh, questioning and just kind of like talking about our experiences of what we had experienced tonight. Most people don't believe it because it's just way too good to be true. But in a way, for us, we like to document this and we like yes. to... Um, What was the meaning? We Honestly... Were I wouldn't have believed it unless I was there. <laughs> so, um, so how, what else would you say? So we decided to walk, and then what happened? Yes, the moon, the, it has been rainy and cloudy, and tonight the moon just was shining bright in the sky, and... It was a little nippy out there, so we put our jackets on, and we headed on out, and we were chit-chatting, and uh, Kim was sharing a story her grandmother had uh, told her about the moon, because I was just marveling at the moon, tried to take a picture of the moon, and just was like, oh, I love the moon, and then Kim proceeded to tell me the story about her love-hate relationship with the moon. Yeah, so it basically started like you were like admiring the moon and you were saying, oh, if you could go anywhere, do you want to go to the moon? And right away I said, nope. <laughs> but why not? Like, it's yes. so beautiful. Don't you want to go to the moon? I'm like, nope, nope. The answer would be, nope. She said, I want to go to Venus. <laughs> I want to, I'd rather go to Venus. <laughs> if I was going to go out of space, why pick the moon when you could go to Venus, right? Like the planet of love and the planet of like it's all that is beautiful, right? Why not, right? So, yeah. So we, I, and she was like, but why not? And I do have this love-hate relationship with the moon <laughs> and in life I try not to hate anything because when you hate anything sure it just keep coming back to you and the lessons just keep coming back so number one uh I was born during the full moon right and so and my moon is at 29 degree of cancer so that is very <laughs> Moody moon, very <laughs> mothering moon. So when we think of cancer, we think of the moon. Yes. And then, like, this is the highest state of the moon. And one analogy that I often say, oh, I could read people because, you know, cancer people, especially, yes. they're all crabby, right? So they have this hard shell on the outside, but really soft and tender on the inside. So I love cancer. I could read cancer because, hey, man, like, I have the moon in cancer. I'm a big crab, but I'm not just any crab. <laughs> I'm the queen of all the crab. So I'm like the Alaskan queen of the crab. I don't like to call the king of the crab because I'm not a king. I'm a queen. <laughs> And I'm the, the queen of the crab. So I've been around. I've been in the deep, deep dive sea. I've been in the sea for a long time. So I know about crabs, right? So 
that was like my joke. It's like, yeah, you know, swung is for crabs. Shoot, yeah, I I know about crab. I yeah, everything about crab. You know, we're really tough on the outside, but soft on the inside. So, so my moon, so my sun's in Aquarius, and my moon is um is in Cancer, and I'm the twenty ninth degree. So. It's just like the mastery of like emotions of all emotions. So if you think of water, right? So we're in the year of the water, which is like the, the very emotional. So as far as emotions and waves and water, believe me, I, 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 I know all about <laughs> emotions and water. Because emotion is, is energy in motion, especially yes. the elemental of of the elements of water so there's you know ice cold water which is ice and then there is soft water and there's bubbling water and there's streaming water there's cold water hot water oh so let's just say i kind of know a little bit about water yes and i like to swim in the deep sea of water so taking us back so we're walking out in the the nippy night looking at the moon and i uh, just, you know, I, I tend to talk a lot when I walk because I, I, I don't know. People, like maybe this why the podcast of this podcast is a little bit more fun. And if you listen to my voice, I'm not reading anything because I'm actually <laughs> talking to a person. And Shelly says, well, why don't you like talk like this in your podcast? And I'm like, because usually I don't have anybody to talk to. And there's nobody bouncing back and forth. And I don't get to laugh. I don't get to tell stories. I don't get to be funny about. Like, it's kind of really weird just to like this, you know, you and your microphone and telling the story. And all I have around me is spiritual spirits. And so I'm like, okay, we'll just talk. All right. What's this love-hate relationship with the moon? Right. Well. And then, so I, I, I tell, I share this uh, with Shelly. It's like, you know, yeah. when I was young, my grandma used to tell me a story about the moon, right? And so long time ago, like she would say, long, long time ago, you know, during the full moon. And again, I was born in the full moon. My mother passed away in the full moon. So full moon is very omnibrious, very uh, sacred, very spiritual. Like a lot of stuff happens to me during the full moon it's just that's my nature that's a tendency where energetic energetic connection it's just it's a lot so she would tell me oh it's the full moon and you know a lot of asian people like when it's a full moon you're supposed to be a good person you you don't say bad things (laughs) and you just generally just be good because usually during the full moon that's when the wolves come out that's crazy you know craziness comes out during the full moon so when it's a full moon you just keep your mouth shut and you just be good and let all the craziness and let the wolves come out and they go to the hospital and they go craziness you just be quiet you don't say anything you just say okay fine you just observe and so one of the stories that she used to say or tell me is during the full moon. So during the full moon, you have all these angels that come from the moon. They're called like the daughters of the heaven that come to the moon. Because during the full moon, that's when they consider like the door or the portals of the moon mm-hmm. where the light get to come in right to the earth. So during the full moon, the light comes into the earth. And then among the light will be like the daughters of the light of the moon would come down and then they get to swim. They get to experience these earthly things. You know, they get to swim in and bathe in the ocean, bathe in the pond and and then dance around the fire and just do all of these earthy things that, you know, you might not get to experience up in the moon. So... These daughters would come down. Every full moon, they would come down. They would have, like, they call it, like, the, the kiss of the earth. They get to play along the earth oh, or, like or or have fun or frolic around, you know, the earth, right? And then when um, the full moon uh, ends and when the sun comes out, then they all gather and they all go back to the moon until they wait until the next full moon. And then they get to come down and play some more. So... During these full moon, the angels or the sisters of the heavens, they decide to come down, right? 
And so one time there was a big full moon and it was like a harvest full moon. Mm -hmm. And then with this harvest full moon, there was like dancing, partying around the bonfire and just having a good old time. And then so there were a couple of, you know, sisters, daughters, whatever you want to call them. They decided like, you know what? I don't feel like going back to the moon just yet. What if? Just what if I decide just to stay here in one moon cycle on Earth? Like, nobody needs to know or nobody has to know anything. And then I will go back on the next moon cycle. So, so then these girls decided, like, okay, should I stay? Should I go? So then a bunch of them left. But then there were a couple, maybe three or four maybe six or seven, I don't know, there's just a couple of us, <laughs> decided, you know, I think being Earth is just not that bad. It's just, it's fun. You you get to dance and look at, you get to swim in the lake, and then the, the moon's up there, and you just get to enjoy all the stuff. So one harvest full moon, there's a couple, several of us decided that we're going to stay back. And so these sisters... They decided to stay back, and then when they stayed back, and all their other sisters went back, and then now they are really embedded on Earth. So when is a full moon? They were expecting, oh, this all this energy is going to be great, right? And then the sun rises, and then the moon cycle goes around, and then after the moon cycle, people go back to like... <gasps> Not themselves, but because they're not like crazy, the energy is not that high, and then they go back to like moving towards the new moon, so now they're get introverted. So then these sisters stay behind, they're like, What the hell is wrong with human? You know, (laughs) why are they like this? Like, don't they understand like the emotion of another person? Like, why are they so ignorant? Like, hell, like humans are not that smart. Like, what's wrong with them? This is just so basic, right? So then these sisters have to learn how to work with the humans because human is not all that spiritual or all energetically aware. So the sisters decided that they're going to stay. And then the more that they stay as they're waiting for the next full moon. So now here comes a new moon. And the new moon is when everything gets dark. There's no more light, right? So it's like the deepest, darkest. It's like hardly there's any light from the moon at all because everything is dark and then during the new moon it's just kind of like humans are like i think i kind of want to do that and the sister's like what the hell it's a new moon it's time to plant some seed what is wrong with you human you guys are so not smart so now imagine these sisters of the moon coming down and having to deal with these earthling things because these earthly beings are like, I don't know, I think I want to plant this, but I don't know when it's time to plant. Is it good? Is it not so good? But so then the sisters realize it's like, oh, I can't wait until the next full moon so I could go back. But then unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, these earthling sisters decided like, wow, like there are some really good human beings here oh my goodness look at these old ladies they appreciate the moon oh they are doing offering to the moon they're appreciating they're even wearing moonstone oh my god they really love the moon after all right then you're like oh maybe humans are not that bad especially the old ones the old ones are cool man they appreciate the moon oh and the women they have these moon cycle yeah we could relate they're getting all moody oh yeah it's all part of the moon cycle so then these these girls decided like okay it's full it's, it's getting to be the full moon but then the girls decided like oh maybe humans are not that bad maybe I, i'll just stay one more cycle so then the moon sisters from the past came back they're like "Ooh, you guys are in trouble the heavenly father has been calling and he did a roll call and you didn't show up 
so we couldn't lie because he knew you guys been partying too much. He decided to stay here, and he's so upset. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back. But then the sister decided, like, no, we're not really wanting to go back to deal with the sentencing or being time out or being disciplined anymore. No, we're going to stay. We're going to stay for another round. Like, we got to figure out all of this stuff anyways. Because it's interesting, right? Human beings are really interesting. So then these sisters decided to stay. And then again, another moon, you know, another moon cycle. And then this time, you know, like the aunties and uncle go, Okay, my dear, we need you to come back now. Come back home. Like, we need you now. We need you up here. Let's finish with you. And then the the the, the frolicking moon sisters were like, no, we're, we're, we're good. Like, because the true honesty is like, we don't really want to deal with the sentencing or the discipline. Like, oh, you crossed the path. You broke the rules. And you... We'll just handle the humans down here. We could handle whatever is down here. So we decided to stay. And so, and the reason why my grandma would tell me these stories is because, you know, when I was young, you know, I'm sure you have like those kids just hardly ever listen and being really bossy. It's like, why do you do this? This doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, so I... I'm one of those people like, no, we don't do this way. We do it this way. But why do we have to do it this way? Because you have to follow what is the, you know, the current changes of like energy, emotions, and like the weather changes and stuff. It's like, oh, we don't really need the moon. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? You don't need the moon. Do you know what life on earth was like if you don't have the moon? Like, dude, the gravity in the sea would just knock you down. And you, there'd be tornadoes everywhere. There'd be tsunami. I mean, do you really want to live like that? Because not all you guys are crabs. And not all you guys are cancer. Nope. Not all you guys can fish. deal are fish. Nope. I don't think so. So, that was like the background of the story. Right. So... So that's my love-hate relationship with the moon because sometimes when the moon comes down as, you know, like especially during the full moon, like crazy things happen and sometimes I'm like, uh, and it's just like a reminder, like, you know, like I want to go home because for a long time I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go home now, you know, I'm ready to go back to the moon, let me go back to the moon. And then this is when the mother moon going, oh, no, child. <laughs> no, you decide to stay. We're going to let you stay until you finish your time, you know, and then you can come back, right? And there were times where I said, oh, I'm done with this. I want to go back. I'm ready. Come and get me. Like, I'm ready. And they're like, no, no, no. You're not quite done yet, you know? <laughs> and then there are times they're like, come back now. And I'm like, nope, not yet. I'm almost done, but nope, not yet. So that's more my love-hate relationship of, like, what the moons are, you know, it's just like, yeah, like, I guess I'm, like, the type where you don't tell me when to go back, I get to decide when I want to go back, but when you tell me when to go back, I don't really want to go back, and then when I really, when you tell me, no, you can't go back, I say, oh, I really want to go back, so that... That's why I'm very moody. Like, you know, don't tell me no, because if you tell me no, I'm going to figure out how you're going to say yes, right? If you tell me yes, I'm like, no, no, I'll figure out how to say no. So that's my love-hate relationship with the moon. So as I'm telling this story and and sharing this story as we're walking, and in the middle of the night, out of the blue, here come, we come into a little pond. And then, I mean, we're, we're like literally just walking and it's like dark and the moon is shining it's actually gorgeous because the clouds have parted and Kim says let's cross the street over there because you know there's a sidewalk and I'm like oh okay and we cross the street and there's this little pond and I look and she's telling me the story of the moon and all of a sudden my eyes get real big and I'm like, there's a crane, there's a crane in that water. And I'm like, the thing about it is 
this type of bird is not supposed to be here. <laughs> this type of bird is uh, more of a warm weather bird. Uh, I'm used to seeing it in a different part of the US, but I've also seen it in different countries. But I knew instinctively that this bird with the moon shining down was like, Kim, you're telling me this story about this moon and these, these, these girls that don't want it. And I'm like standing there and she, she's telling me the story. And I'm uh -huh. like, what? There's a crane. Swimming. Yes. In the pond. Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm like, what? What is happening? Uh-huh. And mm -hmm. we stood there for what? Mm -hmm. How long? Like five to ten minutes, uh-huh. Yeah. We stood there and we were like, okay, what's the bird going to do? <laughs> and we're like standing there and the bird's just like patiently like standing there. And then all of a sudden, uh-huh, it just like took flight. Yep. Now, the other odd thing about this bird, and it's not odd, it's very majestic, is... This bird isn't like a regular bird that just, oh, flies around, you know, like mm -hmm, a little mm -hmm, parakeet mm -hmm, or whatever. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. So I was telling Kim, I'm like, this is like so surreal. Mm -hmm. So we continue down the path mm -hmm. and you continue to tell me the story. Uh-huh. And then I, I get to the story, finish the story, and then we, we cross. And then so now we're like hugging trees in the <laughs> night, watching the moon. <laughs> You know, grounding ourselves, grounding ourselves, like, like, you know, Shelly was saying, oh yeah, like feeling the trees and stuff. So I'm like, okay, we're going to ground ourselves. Let's feel the tree. Let's hug the tree. Let's love the tree. Oh yeah. Okay. So great. So good. Okay. Let's head back now. So we start walking back and as we're walking back and we're just talking about life and we're talking about like what, you know, what's next or what, what needs to get done or how beautiful the night is the majestic of the night and then again was we're walking back and then i'm like doo 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 and then shelly's like uh there's the crane again and then i'm going okay then the crane is back it's flying right here it's supposed to tell us something okay crane what is it supposed to tell us right yeah and then the whole time you were saying that's a red crown empress kind of crane. And I'm going, okay, like, you know, I see crane. They're just white. Like, it's dark. I don't, you know, I don't, like, recognize. Ooh, there's the red top. Uh, you know, empress crane. It's I just know it's a white crane. I'm like, oh, no, there's a white crane. There is a gray crane. There's a different type. And I'm going. I know my cranes. She knows her crane. And I'm going, okay, red top empress crane. And the whole time I'm going, okay, this is so interesting. There's a message here. I'm talking about the moon and these ladies coming down for a nice swim. They decide to stay, dance a little bit more. Okay, so here we go. Right, so then we ended up. Uh, well, you ended up. This is this was so good because we both took a m moment to be present, and Kim walks closer to the water, and then she's like, "Okay, what is the message? You are trying to tell me a message." And then, true, like I can't still believe my eyes. I pull out my iPhone. <laughs> trying to take a picture of this crane and I'm like autofocus autofocus now I'm not going to do the flash I didn't want to scare them uh -huh, uh -huh. so I'm like and I'm zooming in zooming in and I'm like Kim and Kim's very surreal she's like one with the crane <laughs> and I'm like Kim Kim I can't you're not going to believe this I'm trying to take a picture of this crane and it's not showing up on my camera. And so I snap a couple pictures and then I let it go. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be in the moment here. So we spend a few more minutes there and we both just were quiet for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden, the crane gets, starts flying away. Mm -hmm. 
it, it needed to tell the, the 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 message is like okay you guys got the message okay mm -hmm. i'm gonna fly away uh-huh i mean did that not blow you away well i was just basically thinking okay there's a message here and the message is i need to learn something or the message is like it's time to fly back or fly do okay i don't know what the message is here is about but okay sure I'll go back and I'll investigate what is the message of the spiritual meaning of the crane in the middle of the night during <laughs> the full moon night. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That was what I was thinking. Yeah, but the other caveat to this is on our way back after the crane flew away, mm -hmm. we're like, oh, wow. I was like, Phew my mind blown away so mm -hmm. then we're walking back and the moon like disappears behind the clouds mm -hmm. the moon disappeared mm -hmm. that's yeah. right so we get back and like Kim said she investigated <laughs> I'm like this is we gotta figure this out what is this because th this crane should not have been possibly especially in the middle of the night in yep. a cold water yep. pond Two times. Two times. Not once. Right. Two times. Two times. Doing so, in the bright moonlight, but when the crane flew away, then the moon got dark. Yes. So what did you find out about the, not just the white crane? The white crane, which is an empress crane, which is like the crane that which is shown red, you know, the red crown, which is seen in most of the Asian uh, depicted paintings of all over right when you picture uh this white crane it's always the one with the red top so it's known as the empress crane and then the legend or the mythology of uh asia is like um you know the chinese asians like they believe like if you it's a it's a magical crane and it's when the Taoist or a mystical person who does their spiritual work, when they pass, they transform themselves into a crane, right? So the crane is the holder of elegance, spirituality, purity. So in Japan, like they, they do a thousand fold of a thousand crane. And the reason why they do a thousand fold of a thousand crane is they believe that the crane can live for a thousand years. So when you fold these thousand paper crane on that one wish or giving that one wish. And again, tonight we talk about wish and dreaming, mm -hmm. not manifestation, but wishing and dreaming. So maybe in that sense where if you do have that wish and you fold these crane into the bird and then the bird yeah. is, you know, set light and flight to whatever it is right because we 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 don't expect anything so in life sometimes you know totem animal shows up to give us a, a meaning of that so the crane is about purity about divinity about showing up the mystical aspect of it so when um people in japan who fold these crane as a symbol of peace, tranquility, divinity, you, for a thousand of them. And it's believed that the wishes, you know, come true, right? right? Because maybe having that thought and sending a prayer, mm -hmm. like, up to the heavens is, is signify, like, okay, if you want to answer my prayer, my wish, I really wanted you, but... If it doesn't happen, I will embrace whatever my lesson is, whatever my struggle is. It just is. Because then life is becomes a prayer. A daily prayer. A daily meditation. Oh, that is so good. Right? A daily yeah. um a daily wish of there is really no expectation. Like we didn't expect we're gonna find anything like this. And this oh, is no. But life is life is like that. It's like you go on a journey and you're like, okay, we just want to go and appreciate something. So, you know, some of us have this 
uh, idea like, oh, it's so beautiful with, you know, like, let's appreciate the moon being grateful and gratitude and giving to the moon. But then the universe or the sky decided, oh, look at these two girls decided <laughs> to appreciate about, you know, the essence of things, except for one girl who complained in the love-hate relationship about this. So we're just going to fly down, talk to her, sort of, say, hey, hey, don't you want to go back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So for me, it's just, it has, you know, many different meaning, right? So maybe, like, I don't know. I always believe in that essence, like, you know, like the, the, the crane is like the spiritual world of the heavens coming back yes. during this time. And maybe they do want to come down and swim. And, you know, maybe these are the heavenly creatures of one crane. Maybe my sister of, you know, the empress of so long, far away. He's like, hey, hey, you want to go back to meet the Heavenly Father yet? And, you know, again, I say, I'm still here, have this human body. I guess I'll just fulfill what I need to fulfill first. And then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, then I'll go back. Catch up with And then I'll I'll catch up. (laughs) But if at this time, if I'm going to get my discipline, my time out, at least I could say, look at what I did don't you want to see my accomplishment i could give you a full report here you go (laughs) so maybe just maybe they'll love me more and discipline me less i don't know but you know i mean i always think it like the discipline like you know a lot of asians like oh why 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 do you hate discipline right so if you look at the word discipline, it's actually is to become a disciple, right? A wow. student of life. So when like a lot of masters who discipline their, the mentors who discipline their students, right. it's usually is like they're trying to teach you like the basics so you can master a skill to become, you know, like and have a better understanding of that mastery so when you become disciplined it's like repeating something over and over again until you know all aspects you know so example like calligraphy and writing right oh you're being disciplined let's write that you know learn how to write that character so this is one of the things that I would just love and I, I like to share is this is the art of handwriting and doing calligraphy Calligraphy and, and painting is it's very similar. It's like how does the hand move with the brush, right? So, or move with the pen. Because if you ever looked at people who are great painters or great writers, it's just the flow of how they move through like the pen and the handwriting and the, the craftsmanship is, is, is smooth lines, is, is, is wavy lines, is lines with character. There's, there's really not a lot of sharpness, right? It's not a lot of uh, straight edges. So it's just very curvy. It, it just, you know, beautiful paintings have a flow and it has like the essence of it. So this is where calligraphy comes in a lot or handwriting comes in a lot in the Asian culture because it teaches you how to build character. And each of the character you write is like the meaning of that. So when you write the character of prosperity, right? So you have to write the word suffering before you can have prosperity. You can't just go write prosperity. Like prosperity, the foundation of prosperity is suffering. So you have to write the word suffering first. And the difference between the word suffering and prosperity is one stroke. It's the one 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 staff one incident one stroke that holds the suffering up so when you go through and have a prosperous life usually a prosperous life of a prosperous person understand what suffering is about because they have been through the depth of Oh, I know what it's like to not have food. Right. I know what it's like to love somebody so much and lose it. Right. Like, so then they, they understand the lack before they have the abundance. And that is what prosperity mm. is. Prosperity is having the abundance and appreciating of where you are because you once had to suffer because of that lack. Mm. You know, so when a person doesn't have um, a lot of food to eat, so when you bring out food and they could taste every flavor 
of that dish and they appreciate it and they're like god this is so delicious like i can't believe it but like all the tongue in my mouth is dancing with flavor right right so they understand that and that is prosperity is appreciating all aspect of it but if you give somebody who never understood what lack of food is they always have a plenty of food right. where you know food or get thrown away right so when you say oh yeah you are so prosperous they never understood that because they never understand the lack of not having it i see so so in turn like you see a lot of people uh now it's getting a little bit more financially tight around mm -hmm. the world because mm -hmm. of different mm -hmm. things going on. Mm -hmm. But there was a sense of entitlement, mm -hmm. especially before, like, we got put in timeout. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we got put in timeout, mm -hmm. it, it kind of brought forth us to look at... Mm -hmm you know, like our food mm -hmm. or this, mm -hmm. everything became more precious, like you mm -hmm. were saying in mm -hmm. the previous podcast. Mm -hmm. So the people now mm -hmm. that have prosperity or mm -hmm. now that are seizing new opportunities mm -hmm. or new things, mm -hmm. is that why they're much more, um, I, I don't want to say thankful, but mm -hmm. more... Uh, in gratitude gratitude but like more grounded down to mm -hmm. earth mm -hmm. they're not as yes. like snotty or yes. you know uh -huh. you know uh -huh. they appreciate things because it was once taken away and it's like they could feel that intensity of like there's a chance that they might not have right right so they they tend to appreciate what they do have more right you know but that's appreciation in that sense is is, is a little bit different than like the, the, the prosperity because what prosperity is like you had to suffer you had to struggle and then you have to work hard to get the gain of the abundance sure you know sure. To, and then once you get the abundance and then you could look back and you say oh I'm never gonna you know go to that so I will maintain and work hard and be disciplined exactly. right yeah. to 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 have what I have because I've been on the other side of life so that's where the word discipline actually come in because you are a disciple of learning what to have and what not to have or you know what was given what suffering is and then what is it on the other side of um, suffering? Like having, you know, you're prosperous, you have plenty. So when people, a lot of the Asian culture, when we think of like prosperity, you know, it's it's like, it's, it's having, but it's not like having too much. It's having what is enough that makes you happy. Because mm, yeah. it's not like having you know so many toys so many cars that you don't drive all the cars so being prosperous is like yeah you you're a, a holistic kind of person you're you're whole you're well-rounded your family is happy your kids are healthy your parents you know are joyful and yeah you have a shelter and nice house and you got good food and you know you work with people you like and you know like everybody respects you like that's that is being prosperous you know Absolutely. It's, it's not it's not, not all monetary no it's, it's not, not all monetary no. it's 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 a whole as a whole well so. and along our walk also previous to seeing the crane there was a point where we were speaking about letting go and being serendipitous mm -hmm. about like future plans mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially like travel plans mm -hmm. especially mm -hmm. like you know, future ventures mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. that we were chit-chatting about. Mm -hmm. And uh, I believe he said something to the effect that, uh, that just let go and let, you know, mm -hmm. let the universe, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. take over. So mm -hmm. do you remember, like, where you were going with that? Yeah, because it's sometimes it's like, you know, when we have planned, again, that's like we are telling the universe or, or telling spirit or telling like, hey, like we, this is what we want, you know, but this is how we want it. 
and this is when we want it, and this is what we want it. So we 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 come from that all aspect of like these these five questions, right? So that's part of the elevalence is is the the quest is really the question, and oftentimes these five questions is like when you know when. I am a human being. What am I gonna do? How am I gonna do this? So then it comes into the how and and why are you human? You know why 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 am I human? Like you know if say for instance like why did I decide to stay on this planet, the Earth playing field, and I'm gonna go back to the moon, but I decide not to go back to the moon just yet, right? So it's. It's kind of like, and then you know, what am I gonna do when I'm here? So my time is definitely limited. Like I already served half of my, you know, half of the century. I probably have another half to go. So here I go. Like what, 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 what is next? What, 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 what is it that I'm going to do now? You know? Right. So then it comes into like, you know, what, why, where, when, and how. So every time. These quests come up is is a quest is not is only is also a question like the question that I often ask and usually the question that I ask I like to tell a story with and yeah granted some of my stories are really intense and they are multifaceted seven layer cake and <laughs> you, you know you're like wait I just you're got not getting you, any you're cupcake. not you're not you're not getting no you're not getting a cake pop no no you know no. there's no cake pop with one bite. Yeah. No. no, it's a seven-layer cake. There's gonna be different um, flavors of of this, you know. So you're gonna have the essence of this. And I have a friend that used to say, "Well, why don't you just write like a little bit simpler?" And and I come to the fact that yeah, I wrote this book, and then people, some people read and they're like, "Well, this is too like PhD doctorate level." You need to water it down. We're like the third grade reading level as far as energy, spirituality, and, you know, metaphysics. And you want us to understand what the quantum physics of how particles and, you know, light wave works. And I'm like, yeah, like, come on. And they're like, no, 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 no. I have to teach you, you know, about colors, about numerology, about yes. the stars. So I kind of... Do it by telling the story. So that's what it, where I was heading was. Sometimes, you know, some of us, you, you know, come into this world and and it's not like we got the preview, but we kind of like been around a while, and you're like, oh, come on, like let's do this, like come on, like right. like do you really want to repeat that one lesson again, like? Come on already, you know, and and that was like the the my grandma's stories is is, is kind of like oh yeah, you know, like these 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 angels who decide to come down or the sisters who come down right. on there. It's like they've been around, they understand, they they've been many 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 moons, like many moons, right? So yeah, so some of them they decide like hey, I'm gonna come down and you know play, and then they get stuck. They're like. So maybe I'm one of those people that decided like, oh, before I go back, I better like show like all these stuff that I, you know, that if I'm gonna be disciplined. But look, I'm a student of life. A I, student I, of life. I like that. We're all a student of life. And we are. We live in, in this universe. Bases. Yeah. Right. So universe is like you are going through the university of life. Like that's how I think of it. Right. So yeah, oh, you're I going like through. Your what 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 is going to be your major? What your major is dealing with um love? Who that's a tough one, you know. Oh, your major mm. is like how to communicate effectively. Your ma what what is your major, you know? So and some but you know some people. I like that. I like that. What is your major? Mm -hmm. You know, you could you could really go down the rabbit hole with that one. If you thought about that, I mean, what is your major in life? That could be like a whole. That's yeah. That's an that's another like yeah. ten podcast yeah. questions. You <laughs> yeah, know? but I mean, it, but it makes, but it kind of brings back to what we were doing with like just getting out outside in the moon and like mm -hmm. not knowing what mm -hmm. to expect. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I mean, what is like your purpose? What is like 
what's out there? Are you willing to let go and mm-hmm. just receive? Because I know I personally wasn't expecting to see a, a crane in the water mm-hmm. by moonlight. It was mm-hmm. beautiful mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. but I'm still like shocked. Yeah, I mean, I think life is full of serendipity and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, you know, when I travel, like, I see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think, like, through life, you have to hold and practice your spirituality, your vibration, your meditation. All these are, should be a majority part of your life, right? Like, that's what I believe, right? Right. Because once you are in tune and you hold a certain vibration and you, 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 then your life becomes a prayer, right? Right. Because every day it's like, okay, spirit, what am I going to experience today? What blessings will I receive today? Mm -hmm. How are, how can I be a blessing to other? What guide or what, what role do I need to play today? You know, or like what space do I need to hold? So if if every being with a heart can can start with that, you know, like I have um, friends who are doctor. What if they just wake up and then say, how can I serve my patients better today? Mm. Like, how can I be the instrument that make my patients, you know, better? Like, wow. what do I need to learn that I could find out that no other doctors know about but I just happen to turn and open a book at a certain page and learn and read some kind of article that can help another person what if everybody who has a heart in a human form wake up and saying how can I be an instrument and how can I you know how, how can I be of service? How can I be the student of life? What do I need to major in today? Yeah. You know, like, like what happened? Like, maybe we all should try that. Like, maybe one week. Just say, you know, my life is a prayer. And today, I'm going to pray for to the spirits. Like, how do I need to open up my heart? When do I need to take that first initiative step to go do something? So maybe it took both of us to say, okay. Let's go for a walk. Let's yes. go. And then, you know, just to get out, just to do something totally yeah. different. We could have been comfortable sitting on the oh, couch yeah. and have a conversation. By the fire, yeah. By the that fire, nice. right? Yeah. But then we're like, no, let's just get out and let's just see. So sometimes we have to take that risk to go out and to meet the spirit halfway. Mm. And then for the spirit to give you signposts and going, go this way, read this book. Find out about this. Say this right thing. I need to go to this shopping mall here. You know, because this person, you can help this person on this. So if you look at life, like in that multifaceted aspect, it's like every particle, every number, every lotto number has a meaning and a significance of, you know, how everything is orchestrated. I, you know, I just love that because it's like, like I said, I mean, it's just like you open yourself up and, and you get gifts mm-hmm. that you weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if you, if you're, if you open up with an intention to have a prayerful heart mm-hmm. every day and help others mm-hmm. in a non-competition way, I think a lot of times what I witness is like you said for instance doctors or different different professions all professions mm-hmm. everyone wants to be the best at their profession mm-hmm. but there's a lot of pressure and a lot of competition mm-hmm. instead of just like what you were stating mm-hmm. just to be in your own mm-hmm. and do it for the service of yourself and others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. does that make sense? yeah so sometimes it's like a lot of us wants to be the best, but have we ever asked, can I be the best me 
possible, exactly. right? Because me stands for my energy, right? And you, me as in my energy, I could only control my energy and my experience and, you know, my programming and, you know, my, like, uh, apps on my, like, say I have, you know, a phone or something. This is how much battery I have. Like, this is, this is, I could control what is best of me. Right? right so then the ego comes in well i want to be better than this person be better but if you're like the best of me and if you're moving into that direction eventually everybody wants and strive for that you know and a lot of um in the past is like oh i gotta be the top dog this. that was like more of the pisces time but now as we're moving more to aquarius too it's like more community like you can be the best you and i'll be the best me and if we collaborate we could be the best of of everything so oftentimes when i um share this lessons with kids it's like if you you know you go to first grade right you you're so excited and then you know how everybody get the first box of crayon right and the first box of crayon is like oh there's 16 different colors right and every color has a certain uniqueness and a certain shade and it, it just it's special in that way right so the green doesn't say to the black saying oh black haha i'm better than you because i'm green you know and it's like the orange doesn't, you know, compare to the yellow going, ha, oh, I'm brighter than you. I'm more orange. No, it's like every color has a significance of, of, of whatever that color is. So we just have to respect that, you know. Right. It's like sometimes, you know, there's thing called mauve, you know. It's like, well, yeah. that's a berry-ish <laughs> color. What is mauve? Like, like where do you go? But, 1980. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like... It's like every color has 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 a characteristic that 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 either helps the painting or helps the picture or helps a character to be whatever it is, right? So I that's that's how I see it. That's how I feel like I try to strive to live that way. So that's why I'm saying like you have to meet the spirit halfway. Like, if you want to do something, or if you want to be the master of something, or the major of something, you gotta, you, you gotta move in that direction. Take the initiative to do something. Do something different. Do something that challenges you. Just do something that is not what you used to do, which is getting on the hamster wheel and, and doing the same freaking thing and, and, and expecting different results. Like that's called insanity or craziness, right? So get off the hamster's wheel. Like open the door, get out. Like do something that is doesn't take you back to the same point as you were before. You know, so that is like fantastic uh, 